This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. This woman right here is responsible for most of our childhoods, and anytime I get a chance to talk to her, my day always improves. The virtuosa herself, Andrea Romano, we are talking about Superman, the complete animated series. How are you today? I'm terrific, Robert. Thanks so much. I'm delighted to speak about a project that I had so much fun working on. You know, it was one of those shows that, like, it was the the complete opposite side of the coin from Batman, the animated series. When you go from casting one to the other in the same universe, but two totally different tones, what do you start looking for? Well, there was an absolute intent to make it not be the same style as what we had previously done. It was clearly, visually, a lighter series. It was very uh, bathed in blue, is the way I look at it. The Superman series seemed to have a lot of blue in the... the, uh, the picture of it. And although you can use a lot of the same actors often for both types of roles, um, both types of series, you want to do something that vocally sounds different. It's a, it's a much less, if you will, broad type of acting. Batman was very dark and very intense all the way across the line. Superman, all by itself, is a much lighter um, audio altogether. The music is lighter. It's um, it's somehow brighter. Characters are, uh, well, we certainly have as good a villain as any in Lex Luthor. We also have um, really quite normal, if you will, voice acting, as in Tim Daly's performance, Dana Delaney's performance. None of them are doing broad acting. They're doing much more of a realistic, what you might call more film style acting. And so sometimes you can reach out to more film stars and TV stars than you can specifically voiceover actors. And when you start listening for a voice, like, you know, Clancy's voice is iconic to the point that when you hear Lex Luthor or you see him, even in the comic books, you hear Clan- Clancy Brown's voice. When you see the Joker now, you automatically hear Mark Hamill's voice. Like, right. how instantaneously right. was it for you when you heard either Mark or Clancy when you were casting them for their roles? Well, we brought Clancy in, and I did not know Clancy's work before that. We brought him in to read for Superman, and he was absolutely delighted, and he's, you know, a wonderful actor, a really, truly wonderful actor. But he opened his mouth and began to read the copy for Superman or Clark, and both Tim and I looked at each other and said, we have to have him read for Lex. And so he finished his audition, and I gave him notes on, on the performance, and then I said, we sure would love to have you read for Lex Luthor. And he said, Oh, am I ever going to get to play the good guy? And I said, oh, you don't have to read for Lex if you don't want to. He said, no, 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 of course I'll read for it. I'd be crazy not to. And as you say, when I hear anything that Lex Luthor is involved in, I hear Clancy's voice. Yeah. And Clancy's right. I don't think I've ever seen him play the good guy. Going all the way to Boys with uh, Sean Penn from the early 80s. You know, Highlander, Absolutely. that he's done. I know. You know, I'm so very glad that I had not seen Highlander before I started casting because he terrified me. And the truth is, Clancy is one of the nicest human beings on the planet. He just always gets cast as a bad guy because he's a really good bad guy. <laughs> yeah, the series itself <laughs> still holds up all this time. I think one of my favorite episodes is the one with Captain Marvel, now referred to as Shazam, 
and the interaction between Superman and his Fawcett counterpart, which eventually became part of the DC universe. Uh, when you get to go back and revisit some of these characters that either uh, hadn't been around for a while or created for the show like Livewire, how significant does it make or how significant is it to not only the story, but to you as a person to sit there and go, wow, we created this character that is now part of the entire comic book universe. I just love that. I love the fact that we had an actual influence on, uh, on how the whole world moves forward as far as that kind of entertainment. And, um, you know, you think about like Harley Quinn and Batman, but Livewire, I just watched that episode. And, and one of my favorite things that I did to prepare for these interviews was watch some of the shows, which is the most glorious homework ever. And I, I loved Livewire so much. I loved Lori Petty so much. And her performance is, in my opinion, perfect for that character. And the fact that she became a favorite, that people really liked her, I see why. The story was comp- her performance. The timing was just right. It was the time of the shock jock, and that was all happening. So that was quite remarkable. And, and as I look at all the different people that we played with, giving them a chance to do something different, that made me so happy, too. People like... Um, and there's one person I want to mention specifically, and that's, I think, an undersung hero, a remarkable actor, Lauren Tom, who plays Angela Chen. She is both an on-camera and voiceover actor that I think doesn't get nearly enough credit for her versatility and her awesome talent. She was just in one of the seasons of Goliath with um, Billy Bob Thornton, and she's stunning. But I got to work with people like this and explore all the different things that they do, not just what they may necessarily have been known for. So, for example, George Zunza as Perry White, I thought, was perfect casting. Every time I hear his voice, I think, that's the light voice for Perry White. He should have played him on camera as well. So um, it's, all, it's just been fabulous fun to play with these characters and these actors and get to know them and the characters simultaneously. Well, if we go back even further to Animaniacs, you played yourself in a sense. What's it like, <laughs> uh, what's it like directing did. yourself and casting yourself in that regard? You know, um, I was always very grateful whenever I was given the opportunity because I did start in this industry as an actress. And um, and so I always was the first one to say, if my performance is not good, somebody has to tell me. Somebody else has to tell me. A producer has to tell me. Somebody else has to direct me. And of course, I had my own opinion. But um, it was absolutely delightful. That, I believe, Animaniacs might have been Tiny Toons, but one of them got me into the Screen Actors Guild, which was fantastic. And then I continued throughout my career to show up in various different episodes. I hear myself a couple of times in the Superman series as, you know, the woman in peril, the woman who gets uh, her mouth muffled as though she's, I do that really well. <laughs> and then there were other things I got to do, you know, it's always kind of nerve-wracking to direct yourself because you want to make sure you do a good job, and I never certainly wanted to take a role from an actress, so um, it was always kind of the things that, that I felt comfortable doing and that were fun to do. It was a little bit of an homage to Hitchcock. Uh, one thing uh, with Superman itself and then Batman, because the two are really tied in together, uh, mm-hmm. the box set and how small it is, I thought it la- it ran for almost as long as Batman the Animated Series did. And I guess that's just the impact that it left, uh, you know, before it went into Justice League. When you go back this I amount was- of years, you know, 
and to to realize that the impact that something like this had on on people you know same way scooby doo 50 plus years now and now superman the animated series a quarter of a century and so on what does that that say to not only bruce's work but what you've contributed in this uh, in this animated universe it's amazing that First of all, I agree with you 100% that it seems like we need as many. But because Superman appeared in not only the Justice Leagues, but the various movies that we made with Superman and all those kinds of things, um, the character continued on, even though the series itself didn't. But I, when I was researching this to do this, I thought that we didn't make nearly as many as I thought. What I love about it is that people like Tim Daly, who was a very well-known on-camera actor, they're so proud of having been a part of this project. And I love it because when we first started to make it, it seemed as if Superman was kind of the, the, oh, the lighter, more fluffy, not as taken as seriously as Batman. But as it continued on, and as I just watched it recently, it's a really strong, good series with remarkable actors in it doing very wonderful work. And, um, and there's somebody I also wanted to mention. We hired Mike Farrell to play Pa Kent, Jonathan Kent, and Shelley Fabare to play Ma Kent. And they are a married couple in real life. And so that was just kind of lovely to have those two people come in and play, you know, a family. And, and I, I kind of think of this whole cast as a family. They, almost all became my friends. We keep in touch with each other. Uh, they, they have fond memories of this production as I do. And, and it really wasn't Batman light as, as some people thought. And we got a lot of, not bad press per se when it first came out, but people I think were expecting a more dark series like Batman. When they let us get our feet under ourselves throughout this series, they saw that we were offering something different. And that even though it was different, it was still good. And I think people, ultimately came around to that and basically it was just good work by everybody involved when you do a project or or projects like superman or batman or justice league they already have a following we have a a very strong responsibility to you know produce for those fans who want to see there's always going to be naysayers there's always going to be people who don't like what we did but we had very positive feedback on the show and i'm watching it again i see why well, Andrea, before I let you go, I do have to mention that it is the 25th anniversary of Superman, the animated series. It's all out there. The show still holds up. Congratulations to you and everything you've done. And you've always been very kind to me. So I want to thank you for that. And one last thing. Oh, Robert, thank you. Oh, thank you. But one last thing, you know, Tim Daly was phenomenal as Superman. And when we transitioned into Justice League, uh, I just want to mention George because George sounded virtually identical to Tim. And I don't, and I joked with, with George once saying, wow, you sound nothing like Tim Daly, which he kind of snickered at. So I want to give George his, his <laughs> because he was amazing in the role following up. So one quick thing, Robert, yeah. on that note, before we leave, in the first season of Superman, there is an episode where George Newbern guests as a bad guy. And so I leave it to the fans to watch the first season and listen for George Newbern acting against Tim Daly. It's really fun. Wow, that's see, that's the perfect way to get out. Uh, Andrea, thank you so much. Again, Superman, the complete animated series, available now on Blu-ray and digital. Thank you so much. Thank you, Robert. Uh,